Welcome to the Dibbly Dobblers Dobblers Cricket Podcast. That was an excellent start, wasn't it? <laughs> it was brilliant. We're in the bit tonight. <laughs> I am, as always, your main host, Callum. Um, I'm, my secondary host can probably do better than me, though, <laughs> based on that stuff. I, I think I'm going to have to start doing the intros next week. Uh, no, that's not happening because you're the <laughs> secondary host, producer, and dinner lady. We've already discussed this. And your name is Andrew, just for those people who don't know. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, shock horror. What are we going to be talking about tonight, Andrew? It's all about the ashes. Ashes that starts in about two and a half hours from now. So no, so not like twenty six and a half hours. Two and a half hours, mate. Oh, is it, is it really? Is it tonight? <laughs> yeah. So you are actually going to need to publish this before it starts, because otherwise our chat is just going to seem awful. Oh my days! That's how I. I, I Australians and their time difference. I kind of get my head around that. <laughs> wow. Great. Um, so that's a fantastic start. Um, Andrew still believes in the Empire. It's okay. Don't worry about it. To... <laughs> was that Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I meant, but go with it. Um, well, that's totally thrown me off that it starts tonight. I had it in my head it starts tomorrow night. This is why I said I need to find a way to yeah. watch it. It's, yeah, the 8th, and it's the 7th at the moment, which yeah, means it's the but 8th it's no in Australia. Yeah. Excellent. Midnight is midnight tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, so it's cool. right on the 8th. It starts on the 8th here as well. So you're slagging them off for no reason. Poor Australians. Uh, uh, well. I mean, as you pointed out, I have put new tape on my bat, as the YouTube viewers will see. So we're now sporting a kookaburra bat with yellow tape on it. <laughs> Aye, and I'm in a, I'm in a Scotland calf as well. Probably. So. I mean, for those who are watching us on YouTube, you might wonder what is going on. I'm currently in a beanie hat and hoodie, and Andrew <laughs> is in a T-shirt. I mean, that's fairly normal for about October outdoors for us. Yeah, Andrew likes to wear shorts all year round. He's, he's one of those guys. Not quite all year round. I was hoping to go all year round, but it, it just got too cold. Cold snap. <laughs> Yeah, so the jeans oh, well. came out, and I am in jeans again, unfortunately. Um, but give it till February, and then the shorts will be back. He's not in jeans, I can see. He's got his mankini on underneath. I mean, it's very close to the, the YouTube viewers having a view of it, but... Um, oh, right. Not quite. Oh, well, not quite. That's what the laptop's there for. Anyway, the point was, you may be forgiven for thinking that actually we are supporting Australia on this podcast, but, but we're not. We're no. not. Absolutely not. Absolutely anyway. not. I mean, the only team that we support less than Australia on this podcast is India. Yes. So, just in case anyone hasn't been clear about that. And uh, To be fair, I think when Virat Kohli retires, Australia will go back to top spot. I don't know. There's a few of the rest of them are a bit annoying as well. But that's digressing. It is a bit. That's for another <laughs> time. We can just have. I'll just. I'm gonna like release a monologue episode of just my rant about the Indian team and how <laughs> irritating they all are. Yeah. But that's not for today or tonight or whenever it is, whatever you're yeah. watching, stroke listening from. Because I don't actually think we get anyone watching yet from what you said, Andrew. So, shh. Sh- sorry, we've got a million viewers. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Multi platinum. We're getting our YouTube discs and all that. <laughs> do you get YouTube discs? They do. They send you things when you get to like 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> we will never have to worry about that problem. <laughs> we'll get there. We were we'll going to put there, ads yeah. up, but it wouldn't be, there'd be no point. We'd get sent like a sawn off bit of a one penny. 
put the half penny back into circulation just oh, for so us <laughs> and then well, cut that in half. Uh, <laughs> we back ourselves on this podcast always. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> so speaking of backing people, we're back in England for the Ashes. Are we hopeful, Andrew, or are no. we jumping ahead? <laughs> no, we're not We'll hopeful. get there. We're not hopeful. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, yeah. So, excellent times. We're not hopeful, but we're going to discuss it anyway. Yeah. Totally so, fine. as you say, Test 1 starts in a few hours, yeah, <laughs> as Aus- I've now realised. Yeah. I mean, Australia have named their team a couple of days ago anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so, we'll summarise that. So, they are going with Warner, Harris, Labuschagne, Smith, Head, Green, Carey, Cummins, Stark, Lyon and Hazelwood. Yeah, I mean, the four bowlers kind of... Pick themselves. <laughs> there was some discussion about whether Jai Richardson, he's been in like phenomenal form, whether he might do it. But And I think there is an expectation that we will probably see him at some point in, during the series. But And Stark I, struggled a bit recently. And actually, his record at the Gaba isn't brilliant. He's got 34 wickets there, um, but an average of 31. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not bad, but um, it's not great. It's, it's certainly the highest of the... Uh, actually, no, it's identical to Nathan Lyons, but Lyons a spinner, so... Yeah, and we'll maybe get onto that chat in a little bit. But, yeah, so Stark was maybe the one, but you kind of go... Uh, given how little test cricket they've played, I feel like it's pretty fair to go, right, you four are the four that have kind of been a success for us. Yeah. So we're backing you. We're going to keep backing you. You're in the team. You basically... It's yours to lose kind of thing. Um... So, yeah, so Stark's probably the one that's got the question mark hanging over him. But given that Cummings is going to play realistically the whole series, you're probably looking at Stark and Hazelwood getting rested. Um, and whether it's actually more likely Stark and Richardson kind of swap in, depending on yeah. which pitch suits them, I guess time will tell. Um, I noticed uh, Cummings has said that he's not going to open up with himself. What do you make of that? Yeah, I'm all right with that because I actually think out of the three of them, I think he's the one who, you, to me, you don't open. I think if you play Stark, you've got to give him the new ball. Yeah. Like, I, I don't see the point in not giving Stark the new ball. And Hazelwood is just like... Phenomenal. He's just so metronomic. You put him in to start with. To me, you sort of bowl him a six, seven over spell. You bowl a Stark a four over spell or something, just ask him to just come out full tilt and then Cummings changes over from him yeah. and then you kind of go from there so yeah I think I don't think there's any surprises there um, I'd have been surprised to see Stark swapped out um, so yeah so and I think Cummings will be interesting he has come out and said that he's going to try and listen to some of the more senior members of the team and things like that but is he just going to overbowl himself or underbowl himself I think that's the big question it's you know yeah, what is the first fast bowler to captain Australia since the 50s? Um, and that was a one-off test. Yeah. So he's really the first Australian... Yeah. Well, certainly since the post-war, he's the first... In fact, no, I think he is the first, because I think the other guy... Uh, it's terrible, I should remember his name. I think he's the only other fast bowler to ever captain Australia. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the done thing, and it's something we spoke about, I think, a couple of weeks ago about bowlers as captains and yeah. the tendency to over or under bowl themselves. Certainly um, interesting. Uh, yeah, so goes. I guess we'll see how that goes. But he does have experience there. He's got Dave Warner, he's got Steve Smith, um, you know, seasoned pros. So he's yeah. got some guys to listen to. But I think that, from his point of view, will be quite interesting to see where that goes. 
Uh, Alex Kidd has got the nod with the gloves. Yep, making his debut. Yep. Um, his record with the bat <coughs> in first-class cricket uh, at the Gabba. He's got 164 runs in two games there across four innings. Average of 41, so solid. You look at the Australian batting order and, I mean... The Gabba is a fortress for Australian cricket. Yeah. Albeit they obviously that there are the ghosts of that India game um, at the start of the year. Uh, but Dave Warner averages just shy of sixty-two there. Um, La- La- Manas Labuschagne averages ninety-nine point seven five at he Brisbane. Needs to sort himself out. That's pretty uh, poor. Steve Smith averages sixty point nine at Brisbane, but that is less than his overall average because he's just an obscene batsman. Um, even Head and Green, albeit they've only each played two innings, um, averaging 54 and 42. So it's a ground that these guys love. Um, yep. It, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's, I suppose Kerry's an interesting one, a wee bit, to go back to him. It's, yeah, it's whether that'll be an interesting one. I'm not surprised they've kind of gone, I suppose to me, it's whether they'd maybe gone with Wade. You know, obviously, he had this T20 final, you know, heroics. And he has been in the test team as a batsman in the past and in recent times. So, um, I think that's maybe a little bit of a sign that it is a build. You know, they do see this as a building project. We kind of touched on this before. That it's maybe, while I think they're probably quite confident that they're going to win this series. And I can see... You know, Green's a young guy. Kerry, okay, he's 30, but I mean, he's got a good few years ahead of him still. Yeah. And he's played quite a bit of white ball cricket as well for Australia. So I think it makes sense. Um, But we are seeing, I think Josh Ingles, 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 um, is going to play in the Australia A game against the Lions that's happening pretty much at the same time. So I suppose he'll be knocking, champing at the bit to try and get in. But um, yeah. So they certainly got options or two sort of inexperienced or young guys relatively. Yeah. Um, so yeah. trying to fight yeah. their way into that side. Cam Green, you keep hearing stuff out of Australia about how exciting a talent he is. Um, I think maybe in reality we're yet to see it. He's still awaiting getting his first, you know, he's meant to kind of be an all-rounder. So we are still waiting for his first test wicket as yeah. well. But it is something that he could have quite an important role to play. Um, him and well, I suppose whatever he bowls, whether I heard I see Justin Langer came out saying that his preference would be for Marnus to bowl leg spin and not the seam up that he's kind of been bowling a bit of in the shield, yeah, yeah. So, um, which I guess it kind of makes sense. You've got Lion as an offie. Do you, if you've got Cam Green in there already, providing you that all rounder seam bowling option, um. And realistically, Mitch Marsh is probably one of them knocking at the door for his place. You're kind of going to have four seamers. Yeah. Do you really need the seam up? I mean, we obviously advocate the Dibley Dobbler bowling. So. Oh, absolutely. But you know. But in terms of a balanced attack, they don't need another another seamer. They would probably want that sort of second spinner. Who turns it the other? Way, who's yeah. going to turn it the other way? So. Yeah, so they've got options. It also stops the guys burning out. I think that's a problem we've maybe seen with some of these four, you know, sort of four or three fast bowlers. It's quite difficult, especially in pitch like the Gabba where Lions probably not going to come into it 
particularly early on in the affair. It's yeah. Not, you know, it's not like a s- subcontinent or wha- whatever where, you know, 15th over, you might be chucking lie in the ball. It's going to be later than that, I would imagine. So um, these guys could have an important role to play. Head, Travis Head. Um, got the Been in and out. He's got, I mean, he's got... 1,153 runs at 39.75, which is an all right average overall um, yeah. at test level. Um, and there was a point in time where actually when Australia were struggling, he was kind of standing out a bit and then he just seemed yeah. to totally drop back. Um, so yeah, I suppose he's got the nod over Usman Kawaja, basically. Yeah. Um, who's another guy who's kind of been in and out of the Australian side. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and I think that's like, it kind of brings in a key point, I think, to it, is that while we're not particularly optimistic, I think there are frailties in that Australian batting lineup. Yeah. Um, I mean, Marcus Harris got the nod about a month ago, six weeks ago, they sort of said he's going to be the one that we're going to open up with. And that kind of surprised me, given yeah. what his record's been. He's got an average of 23.77, um, which it's it's the lowest batsman, the lowest average um, of a specialist batsman that's going to play in this game. Yeah, and is it, that's terrible. Will Pekovsky? Yeah. You think if he could stop getting himself concussed, he would probably be opening. Yeah, you would think so. Um, I think... I'm not sure you'll see him play for Australia again, though, unfortunately. No, he seems to have concussion problems and has also suffered, got some mental health issues there as well, which, yeah, it's a tough game um, and a busy schedule um, as something we see in this series, but there's lots of games to be played. So, yeah... Um, I don't know. He's just. I, to be fair, I don't know who I would have suggested to go with, aside from him. I suppose at least he. Do you want to bring someone totally fresh in to open in the Ashes series, especially when you've got walking wicket Dave Warner at the other end? So. Particularly when Stuart Broads. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get on to that whether Indeed. he will be. A um, couple of points, a couple of statistical um, milestones probably going to happen in this game. Uh, Stark is on 99 test wickets and Lionel is on 399. That's uh, a bit of a gap. Uh, that just shocks me that Stark only has 99 test wickets. Yeah, I'm looking at that and thinking... Is he on 199? Really? No, I'm... The Cricket I, Archive said 99. I'm checking that. It's yeah. getting verified. It is getting verified, but on you go. But yes, Lion on 399. All right, th- are we going to do this? Is this be like the World T20? You know where they had all these milestones. Yes, up yeah, we're going to be th- those guys. We're going to be those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where you got that stat from. He has two hundred and fifty-five wickets. Where does that come from? <laughs> wow, I've right, ignore me. <laughs> I've clearly been misreading. He's played ninety-nine one day internationals. <laughs> Is that where you got the ninety-nine from? Yeah. So, um, Andrew. Wow. Ignore that. There's a reason Andrew is the dinner lady. Woo! Ah, moving on. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Um, yeah, I didn't think that sounded right. At yeah. All. Particularly when I, my next stat is he's got 34 at Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow. moving on. Oh, yeah. And I'm just looking at what you've got written down for his 
career average. That's not right either. Yeah, so just clearly you missed have, something you've totally, got wrong. Something totally wrong. In Australia, maybe, or something. No, that, even that would be uh, a surprise. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> right. We'll not delay on your any other false milestones coming up. Nah. Marnus could hit two thousand runs. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Ah. One hundred and fifteen away. Yeah, I mean, but that's he could. It's it's not. It doesn't seem. Given the average is ninety nine point seven five, and he's likely to at least bring up. Well, he could also then bring up five hundred test runs at Brisbane. Then, uh, yes, probably going to bring four hundred up. Then all well depends if they bat once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> if they bat once and he gets a quacker, then yeah, oh, bold a quacker to him. <laughs> um. So yeah. So. Uh, We'll get another stats man in. So we will, we'll yeah. Get a third person because Andrew's stats are awful. It's space at the end of the table if anyone wants to. Anyone wants to join, hit us up. Uh, comments below uh, at DibDubPod on Twitter, as always. Yeah. Um, but so, England. But just to start. Nathan Lyon, what a guy. Like, he's a total unsung hero character. Like, I mean, the boy's almost got 400 wickets. And yeah. I just don't feel like he gets actually the credit that he deserves for that. Like he is actually, well, I just think he's actually a very good bowler. I mean, can't field for yeah, runouts, I mean, but you know that's all right. That that run out. I, know. <laughs> I mean, he did have Stokes Plum LBW as well, but well, <laughs> he would know, have four hundred. Don't don't burn your dismissals and then. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, quality. Don't Abs- have Tim Payne as captain. Oh, they've learnt from that. Well, he learned from that. I don't know if they did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, England. England. Yeah. So England have named 12. Um, are you sure these are right? <laughs> you sure these stats are right? I hope Andrew? so. Anyway, so... I would fact check everything Andre says right now. Just making me like Donald Trump. Everything that comes out of my mouth needs Fake checked. News. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think England's batting order is fairly set. Um, it's only which of the five bowlers that are there, uh, which one of them is going to miss out. And actually, I would think it's probably one from three. Y- yeah, it's. I suppose now that we know the 12, yeah. yes, it's pretty set. You probably had the question of Pope versus uh, Bairstow in the middle order. And it sounded earlier in the week like they were going to go for Bairstow, which I think would have just been wrong yeah i think i think we've got a guy in pope who bats at the oval bats pretty well you know well has the same average as don bradman's test average at the oval so yeah um so i mean it's obscene and it's like the most australian wicket that england possesses so surely you kind of go right well you give him a nod and it's not like bairstow's record well he's played one game but it's not like he let the world up on bouncy tracks. So I think Pope makes sense. Or in tests in general over the last well, few that's years. that's true. That's true, yeah. Um, but I suppose the other one that... I don't know. It surprised me a little bit that there hasn't been more of a conversation about it. I am not sure I would have had Hamid in my lineup. to be honest. You wouldn't have had Hamid. So just for, for the viewers' um, sake... Uh, the batters are going to be Burns, Hamid, Milan, Root, Stokes, Pope, and then Butler as your wicketkeeper batsman. I mean, it is a travesty that Chris Wilkes isn't opening the baton, but, you know, we'll not go into that too long. Maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and that's what's happened. Hamid at eight. <laughs> Wilkes has opened just after lunchtime after they've skittled Australia for deadly. 
Malness on his duck. Yeah. And Dave. <laughs> we can dream. Steve, um, Steve just left greeting playing his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that's you, one you point though, just talking about him playing his guitar. Please to God, I hope we don't hear him singing <laughs> not during the series. Not that was that awful. Was so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Hamid is not the guy to open in Australia at all. I think the way Bats is just, he's going to be exposed left, right and centre. He, he, pr- he likes to kind of get forward. He likes to bat on English style or slow wickets. And I think he's just going to get utterly found out. And I know he's not had the best of times in recent times in test match cricket, but I would have picked Zach Crawley to open, to be honest. I don't think... I think Hamid's going to get found out. And by test number three, we're going to have Zach Crawley in anyway. I think it's going to be live to regret, unfortunately. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but I, I, I can I can see the argument. I just think, te- I just think he's just, as I said, I just think he's going to be found out. I don't, I'm not saying don't have... Hamid's got no test future whatsoever. I'm just not convinced he... Current, he has the right technique for Australia... And because of how sort of fresh into test match cricket is, I'm not sure right now is the time for him to be playing and opening test the test batting. But they're going to do it. But I think they might regret it. Yeah, I can see the argument. But at the same time, I feel like he is the man in possession. He has earned his spot as England's opener. And for the first time in a while, England feel like they have a settled opening pairing. So yeah, which is I, fair enough. At least I it's can not see Dom why. Well, yes, because so. he Sibley is a county player. A He's no Dom. more than that. A Sibley Sobler. <laughs> Sibley Sobler. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Dawid Milan at three. Quality. I'm backing him this series. I think he's good. Got he's got all the makings of doing well down down under. Well, he, he already has done well, fairly well down under already. So yeah, but no, I think I think he well, I can see him cementing that number three spot over this course of this series. I hope so. It's been a problem position for England for a good few years now. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's the long term solution. And then he's a fair age now as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think he's got the game to do it. So. I think he'll go well. Yeah, um, and then obviously Root Stokes pick themselves. Um, good to see Stokes back and playing his first Ashes series down under. Um, yeah, I think just from like a sort of that personality, like of just what you know, he does I, carry that. Yeah, he's a guy that can sort of grab a, gra- a grab a game by the scruff of the neck and pull England over the line as we saw at Headingley in 2019 he is capable of the spectacular Um, and although he's not a sort of sensational bowler um, and we've spoken about it before but I think he is well suited to Australian conditions the way he bowls and he's a guy that makes things happen he probably should be yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see how he goes with the bat because I think one of the things that Ben Stokes probably does need to do is maybe start having... He's had some big n- knocks in England, but he probably yeah. needs to start producing these elsewhere as well to really try and move himself into that next level. Because I think sometimes his actual 
his sort of aura around him is bigger than actually what any evidence of him suggests. Well, um, if you exclude South Africa. Okay, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think the point's still valid that he needs to... I also think he's a completely different player to the player he was when he played that innings in South Africa. Yeah, he seems to totally have sort of reinvented the way he goes about playing a test match innings. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how Stoltz goes. Um, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, but I I don't know if you know we're gonna have conversations about afterwards about leading run scorers and stuff. I don't. For me, I'm not sure he enters that conversation even. But I think there's only one English batsman that does, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, bowlers, um, Chris Wokes, he'll play. Ollie Robinson, he'll play. Um, and then Wood well, uh, will well, play I think as Wood, well. I think Wood's pretty much been said already that Wood's playing. So it's between Broad and Leach for the last... For me, it's Broad. Well, I mean, I think one of the things is we obviously had a quick look at the statistics of... Of things. And, and you looked at these ones, thankfully, not me. <laughs> I looked at these ones. So it kind of seemed like before he got injured, Jimmy Anderson was going to be playing. Like it, it seemed from all conversations. He averaged, he's got seven wickets at 75 um, at the Gabba. Yeah. Broad has 12 wickets at 24 and a half. Yeah. Like with Dave Warner in his sights. Yeah. And he's got Dave Warner in his sights. Would he have played. Whether it would have been correct or not, I think if Jimmy was around, Broad wasn't playing. I think you've also got a fairly inexperienced attack there. You've got a fairly inexperienced team in Australia. And I actually think just Broad's experience of being there, being the sort of senior bowler there, I think that actually adds value. And his record speak, kind of speaks for itself. I think he should be there. So, um, And Jack Leach... Slow left arm bowling at the Gabba doesn't really have very much history behind it. If you, no. um, I think even more so when you look at the weather forecast as well, there's meant to be a fair bit of rain about in this game. Mm. It's not going to be a game for spinners, I don't think. No, get the, um, get the swing, get the swing bowler. Out. So, yeah, get that five seamer attack, which is what it is when you've got Stokes as well. Well, I mean, um, and Roots, <coughs> fine, he can, we've. We, you know, you and I certainly have spoken about this. Can't remember if it's been on the podcast or not, but I don't see what Jack Leach particularly offers you that Joe Root can't offer you. To be honest, um, yeah, I think as a Test match level spinner, you need to either take wickets or be able to hold up an end really economically. And I don't see that Jack Leach does either. I think fantastically he, well. We spoke about Nathan Lyon and how good. And in fact, four hundred wickets is coming up for him. And you watch how Lion bowls, he's sort of right up and over that front leg. There's a lot through it. It's quite a high release point. He really kind of gets fizz and zip and, you know, yeah. it suits bowling in Australia. Jack Leach kind of feels like he just ambles in and he just kind of floats the ball like a typical county spinner. And I just, I can't remember if it was Mason Crane or which of the young spinners, I think it was Crane, who just got absolutely spanked the last time we went down under. And mm. I just, I can see the same happening to Jack Leach. I'm, I'm not a big Jack Leach fan. Like, I'm not going to pretend to be because I just don't actually think he's good enough. Um, he's better than Dom Sibley as a batsman, but <laughs> um, not horrendously more so. I just think he's far too just average. And I, I just honestly think he'd just get spanked I would honestly rather Dom Best play than Jack Leach because I think at least he can bat 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you're picking a bowler on their batting ability, then you know where well, you're at. Yeah, but I also think, like, even for, uh, he more showed it round the wicket, but at least I think Dom Bess can do that. Kind of, I'm not saying he's Nathan Lyon, but I think he kind of he possibly gives a little bit more, and I think you have to do that down under. So I, do, I don't see it being Leach, but you never know. It's England. Yeah, we'll see how they go. Um, but yeah, I, I, you have to go with Broad for me. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where... How do you think this goes? I think it's another game, uh, as we've seen in cricket a lot recently, um, where the toss is vitally important. Well, especially if there's rain around. I don't know how much... I've not really seen the weather, so I don't know how much rain there is to be around. But, I mean, the pro- that is a problem Test Match Cricket is starting to have, is the toss is becoming too important. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know the answer to it, because what do you do? You just give the away, away team the toss, basically. Well... I don't know if that's really the answer to it either because at times you'll have you know the big three against one of the smaller nations and actually them playing them at home is what gives them that advantage yeah. so you don't want to nullify that I don't and that's probably a conversation for another time as well but yeah I think it's it's a win the toss and bat at the gab isn't it yeah it's um well who, who was it was it Ath- no Hussein who put them in bold first and then Australia made like 570 something for two or yeah in like 2002 or something although like I did that. see an article um, yesterday I can't remember who from but uh, encouraging Root not to be scarred by English ghosts of the past at the Gabba and actually take account of the, the conditions if it is grey overhead and if the wicket is a bit green there was a picture doing the rounds the other day of the wicket two days out, oh, and it was w- very green. Oh my word! But that was the most stupid picture ever to be put out. Yeah, because they do that because yeah, the, they've they not cut, cut the it grass. yet. <laughs> they've not cut it yet. Yeah, uh, that was just one of these. <laughs> it was like, what? It's like who's posted this up? Yeah, someone get the intern off the Twitter net feed. <laughs> like, but the picture did the round, so they, can, they did the job all right. I. I I think, to be fair, it is about first pitch, and I don't think Joe Root is a bold enough captain that he would go against that, to be honest. But I still think England have to back themselves. England are only ever going to win these games by opening up the fragility of that Australian batting lineup. Yeah. Because the Australian bowling attack is obscene, especially at home. Like, you... you Unfortunately, you can't back the English. The English batting lineup isn't probably going to be the thing to win the games. Joe Root might win some games, but it's not likely to be the batting lineup. It's going to be the bowlers. And yeah. you, if it is a bowler-friendly conditions, well, maybe you give Wokes and Broad the opportunity to actually use the skills that they've got. And but I don't. I wouldn't bank on it at all because I just yeah. don't think that's the kind of leadership England have got which is odd because I think in the white ball game they would but yeah so Australia win at Brisbane Um, how much rain is there right let's say that there's going to be a result right if there's going to be a result uh, I think it's an Australian win yeah uh, I think I probably agree unfortunately Um, so let's move on to some wider predictions obviously the uh after Brisbane on the 12th comes the day-night test in Adelaide on the 16th. Yep. Um, which 
you would have to put down as England's best chance of a win. Well, apparently this is a bit of a myth I was reading, that this isn't true. The red ball swings more in Australia than the pink ball does. Wow, really? Australia have never lost a pink ball test at N- home. They've not. I, I did know that. Um, so apparently this might be a slight misnomer, this uh, this whole English advantage with the pink ball. But still, I still think it's their... Even, it, see if you, even if it's just a mindset thing, I think it still seems like their best opportunity to win. And it's at Adelaide, which is probably a better place for it to be than some other places as well. Like, you know, if it was at Perth or the Gabba, you might be going, yeah, it's still going to be Australia. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's a uh, Boxing Day test, um, which I've written down as the twi- starting on the 24th. So that's... Having a mayor. <laughs> um, um, at the MCG. Um Australia win. Do you know what? That reeks of a Ben Stokes beginnings. Just going just along and upsetting the, the Australians test. on the Boxing Day Test match. I'm going to oh. back Ben Stokes for a big in. in a, daddy, a daddy turn in the a, third test. A big one. Get it written down. A big yeah. in. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm backing him for a bit. <laughs> Stokes is going to score a big turn. And still Maybe lose even by a double. an innings and 17 runs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after that, the f- sort of only break, really, and it's not that much of a break, um, to the fifth uh, at the SCG. The fourth. Oh, to the fifth of January. Fifth sorry. of January. I was like, SCG. It's the fourth test. That's like you're really having a mare on this. Um, yeah. That's an Australia win. Yeah. And then 14th to the 18th of January, um, venue to be decided. Probably. Probably Hobart, I think, um, but potentially another uh, back to Melbourne for another day-nighter. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of got 5-0 written all over it, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be bold and say 4-1. Four, four, I was going <laughs> to say it's maybe got 4-1. I think... 3-1. There's going to be enough rain at Brisbane to, to get out of there without Do you, do you know what? I genuinely think if England went down to Australia and it was 3-1 I actually think they should walk away with some pride on that and I know that England should feel like they're a better nation than that but they just they don't have a bowling attack for Australia at all um, yeah and Wokes is our only quick bowler but he's the as I discussed he's the wrong kind of bowler would would that's what I meant to say yeah Um. But he's the wrong kind of fast bowler. Um, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I think if they went with three one, I think they t- I think they should be happy with that. To be honest, uh, I think it's head held high, and as long as you don't get pumped left, right, and centre, then I think you have to build on that and go right. I mean, you just look at the experience that England don't have in Australia. And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. You're looking at the. I mean, if Broad plays, you've got one, two. I'm struggling to read my notes, right? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the 12 haven't played, certainly at Brisbane, and actually looking at them, no, they, no, none of them have even played. Eight of the 12 haven't played an Ashes series in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, you've got the sort of the England leadership team. And this is part of my argument for Broad is that you pr- you probably say the England leadership team 
team sort of seems to have five of them in it. I think you've got Root, Stokes, Butler, Anderson and Broad seems to yeah. be the sort of leaders of that team. And Stoke and Butler have no ex- test experience in Australia. Um, to be honest, I don't really know quite how much experience they've got in Australia full stop um, off the top of my head. Um this it's is part. Yeah, it's it's part of the reason I, ju- I I think this is why Broad is very very important um, to to get picked ahead of Leach. Um, right, we're going to predict another few things. Then, um, who is going to score the most runs for each team? And overall? this feels like the most like obvious prediction that anyone's ever going to make. It does, yeah. So, Andrew, go first. Who so, do you think? Uh, Australia: Steve Smith, England: Joe Root. Series, Joe Root. Oh, that's the only contentious point. Oh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna back Root to continue his golden form. Right. So I am not going to back either of those two top scores. You're gonna go Marnus Labuschagne. I'm gonna go Marnus because well, I'm calling him Marnus because I, I I'm terrible at pronouncing names. So um, Marnus is far better. Uh, yeah, I think. He is just seems primed to take on that mantle of just being the big player, um, and yeah, and he's he's played he's played county cricket as well. He's played against Eng- I know English style bowlers in England, yeah, but it's still English style bowlers. So I think he's sort of primed and ready to take advantage of those players. And I I'm gonna go back to my earlier. I'm gonna back. Milan to top score for England. Now that might not be a very high top score, um, but I can. I just think his game is suited to playing in Australia. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would have him as the second top scorer behind Drew, absolutely. Um, and I think he will have a decent series. It, um, it, it's to be honest, it's some of my slight concern over Root in Australia as well. He's kind of, it's probably not going to be his favourite place to play cricket, um, just because of what his game is. I'm not I mean, sure. is that any Englishman's favourite place no, to play cricket? <laughs> no, probably not. But, um, yeah, but you kind of look at English players in the past who had games that could cope, you know, Alistair Cook in recent times has been a prime example of that. His leg yep. side play you know, was fantastic and therefore was able to cope with it very well. And I think Milan has some sort of similar kind of shots. And I just look elsewhere and I go, mm, where do you have that? Do, do Or do we have that? And I don't know if we do. So I'm, I'm going to be bold and go something different and go with Milan. And I'm going to back Marnus to, to be the top scorer in the series overall. So... Wicket takers. Wicket takers. Uh, right, so I'm backing Ollie Robinson for England. I think, uh, I think the way he bowls is. I know he's not quite got the pace, but I think sometimes you know, look at Hazelwood's record. Hazelwood doesn't have pace either. Like, I mean, he's not yeah. slow, but he's not. He's not like a rapid quick most of the time, especially in the red ball, you know, game where he's bowling longer spells. Um, you know, Robinson's bowling from a high release point, kind of hits that kind of back of a length stuff. I think he'll be niggling away and I think he'll be really well suited. Um, I think on England, uh, just by the fact that he's got 10 from Dave Warner alone, <laughs> Broad is going to get going to come away as England's leading wicket taker. Do you think he's going to play that many test matches? 
Oh, he only has to bowl one ball <laughs> in each innings. <laughs> Ten He's golden ducks. 60 balls by the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuart Broad, now that, that is out there, but hey-ho, I'm back down, yeah. down Milan, so... Can't ten overs, that. ten for none. Na- <laughs> I'll do. No, no, Malness has carted <laughs> them for 20 <laughs> off the rest of each of the over. No, but genuinely, I do think Broad will have a decent series. I just find that, because I honestly think if Anderson was fit, I don't think Broad would even be in the 12. Yeah, but I think Broad will will put in a good enough performance in the first one in an in an England loss, but I think Broad will be a, a bright spot and enough to, to keep his place. We have also <laughs> seen Broad when he's kind of been shunned out a wee bit, all of a sudden comes back. Well, you just think that that West Indies series, um the first one after lockdown and then they left him out of that first test, and yeah. he gave that interview to Sky Sports on the first morning. And he was not happy. No, but we've not seen we've not seen that from him so much, and we because we saw it in the past as well when Broad got left out, and there was all these videos emerging of oh, I've been working on this, been working on that, and we've not really seen that from Broad. So I just don't know whether the hunger's still there. I hope it is, because yeah. again, he is a phenomenal match winner for England. But yeah, I guess. Time will tell. I wouldn't have been backing him, but I also think Robinson can... Part of the reason I also back Robinson is I think he'll do very well, but I also think he appears to probably... Uh, Wokes maybe as well, but th- you could actually see them playing five test matches. Yes, you can. Um, yeah, I probably, that. the other seamers, don't necessarily see that. Um, one of the ones that could be interesting, if Robinson does do well... I think the one that maybe comes into the picture a little bit, almost on the back of him doing well, is whether Craig Overton can bring himself into contention because he's a kind of similar bowler. Yeah. Um, tall and it could not be express pace, but he's got that kind of yeah. But like Tremlett was yeah. Tremlett did well, and Tremlett wasn't express pace by then because the guy was like he'd, he'd grown twelve foot since when he started playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I saw a clip of him the other day. I was like, he was just huge. Like, he was just a huge man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and for Australia, see, Australia's so tough because they have like four, f- I mean, if, if I mean, England would take Jai Richardson in a heartbeat, so you could argue five quality bowlers. Um, yeah, Cummins has got an average of under 22. Hazelwood's average, 25.65, decent. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm I'm going to back Cummins because I think I think he's got the captaincy. He's l- most likely one out of them to play five tests, and as good as Nathan Lyon is, I just I'm not sure I actually see games going late enough into the test for him. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to get many. To be fair, I'm not sure they're going to go late enough with Hazelwood opening up for Cummins to get a shot of wickets first change. <laughs> Well, that's when I'll be like, sorry, start. you're actually averaging 11, so I'm going to have to start opening up. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cummings. And you know what? I'm going to back Robinson for the overall, purely on the fact that I think Australia's will be spread more, and I'm not sure I back England's to be spread as much. Uh, maybe. I'm going to go Hazelwood overall. I know he might not play, but in all five, particularly with them all being so close together. Um, yeah. 
But I think he'll have some outstanding performances. I could see him having a two or three fifers over the course of the series. Well, be interesting to see. So overall, overall prediction is on a player of the series. Player of the series. It's a tough one. Uh, I mean, it's going to be your leading wicket taker or leading run scorer. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to so be in the victorious s- side. So s- I've backed myself into a corner and that it has to be Hazelwood because it's not going to be Root because he's going to be on the losing side. Well, yeah. So <laughs> um, I, I'm going to... So you have to say it's Labashain on this same token. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because the one thing is, is Cummins comes out as the leading wicket taker and he's, the ca- and he's captained the side to like yeah. a 4 or 5 nil. So, yeah, I'm going to back Cummings. And I think, um, even though I'm not backing him to be the leading wicket taker, I think he's still... Yeah, I'm going to back Cummings because I think he's got that captaincy angle to sort of work into it as well, um, unfortunately. But you never know. Yeah. I suppose, though, do you... No, nah, because it's, it's gonna has to come from the winning side because I was going to say, you do have... You have all-rounders and, you know, a, a Ben Stokes who takes a five for in a game and then a couple of tons. He might not be the leading run scorer or the leading wicket taker, but he could still be the man of the series. Yes, but I don't see Australia's all-rounders having that sort of impact. Marnus, mate. Leggies. <laughs> Bowling them out. With the seam-up variation. Seam-up. <laughs> it's just like me at indoor cricket, mate. Don't worry about it. Quality. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think one of the Aussie quicks is probably likely to take it. So, and I think Cummings and Hazelwood are your better two. I think that I think those two are that better. And to be fair, I think Cummings is that better ahead of Hazelwood. I think what, yeah. Cummings the best red ball bowler just now in the world. Certainly up there. Aye, that's um across all conditions. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Yeah. Um. Right, so and one four four nil four one four three one three one three one. Uh, an optimistic prediction for England an is that they're gonna lose three one. <laughs> if they could somehow come away with the series they come away from the series with two wins, that would be outstanding, but I don't see it happening. No. Do you know what? Just before we wrap up, because I, I I know we kinda done the England bit, but we kinda missed out on one person. Joss Butler will be an interesting one to see in this series, I think. Because I, I do think that, again, not a player I'm necessarily the biggest fan of. I think he's had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And I do just sort of go, you know, is this now the time for Butler? If he's going to go well somewhere, actually, with his batting game, yeah, it has to be Australia. You think the way... The reason that he's one of the best white ball batsmen in the world is because he just loves facing express pace. Yeah, so he's got that. So yeah, no and on a, the flat, true decks that you get in Australia, he should do okay. Yeah, and I mean, he's probably, realistically, not going to come in to the second new ball immediately. Let's be honest, we're probably not backing the English lineup to go like... He's probably going to be in a... 50 overs. Nah, he's going to come in just as the third new ball's been taken. All right, excellent. (laughs) Starts falling apart. (laughs) Lions missed four run-out opportunities. I think realistically, 
Uh, well, England in all conditions are thirty for three. Yeah, but so. I mean, the, I mean, the kookaburra is still a dangerous new ball. But there's always that talk of once it's no longer a new ball. That's why express pace becomes so important. Yeah, and you do think, right, Josh? You, you like pace. You're not got the moving ball. You've not really got a spinning ball. What should you know? To me, it's almost like what's your excuse? Yeah, he has to go and turn up at least once and, in this series. You would think. Yeah, and I actually it is getting to the point that I do think if he can't produce that, I really think England have to be looking beyond Butler. And I get that he's part of that leadership group and all that kind of stuff, but you've got to at some point go, enough's enough. You're yeah. not good enough. Yeah, your batting isn't justifying... Because he's, he's not England's best gloveman he's not by a all. long shot. Um, so be inter- I think it'll be an interesting one to see from, from him, but I know that's kind of gone off on a wee tangent there. But um, you're looking forward to it, though. Absolutely. It's the Ashes. You can't not look forward to the Ashes. Biggest series in cricket? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I know about two billion people would probably disagree with that. But well, that's... what series are they talking about? Because Engl- uh, India and Pakistan don't play each other. Well, that's so true. <laughs> it's easily the biggest series well, in cricket. Well, that's true. <laughs> the biggest series that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and even if the other one did happen, it's still England-Australia. What about England versus Ireland, mate? That's <laughs> prime series. It's coming. <laughs> Scotland, Scotland, England, Scotland, England. Ireland. That's the one Scotland, we're all. Oh that's the one God. we care about. The most drunken game of cricket ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that brings us to the end of our Ashes preview. Um, let us know your thoughts in the comments or on Twitter uh, at dibdobpod. Uh, please remember to like and subscribe and tell your friends. Um, thank you as ever for joining us, and we'll speak to you again next week or at some point. Hopefully next week. Hopefully next week. We'll speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.